0: Hello and welcome to That Film Studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. Pixar
1: has a new project in the cards. Hocus Pocus 2 gets a release date and Ocean's Eleven goes back to the 60s.
0: More cancellations at the CW, but Gotham Knights lives on. Non-Marvel Studios' Marvel shows might be done for good. We'll see. Um, and Doctor Who prepares to celebrate its 60th anniversary. But first, uh, trailer talk. And what is our our one and only trailer to talk about? And it's a TV. It's a TV one. She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Uh, this is the first official trailer for Marvel's newly titled She-Hulk, show um it's here um it's green um uh, what more is there to say <laughs> no no really um what are your thoughts well, let's,
1: well, honestly i still don't know i've watched this trailer a couple of times and i really don't know i, I think we need to see more than a trailer
0: It's I giving. Just, it's giving I, me comedy vibes more than anything so far like more than the the Hawkeye trailer like it seems it seems like it could exist in a sitcom world um maybe that's being a bit too harsh at this point but I mean like the what action did we see there's a little bit of jumping now maybe a bit of superhero landing kind of attempts I mean Hulk's in here Bruce Banner Mark Ruffalo's back He's Smart Hulk still, or Professor Hulk, yep. maybe you want to call him, which kind still, of question that. a few things, maybe when another particular movie is set, you know, where Bruce Banner appeared not in that form. Maybe, maybe Shang-Chi is set after this, or maybe this is set back a, a fair bit. Who knows? Um, Who knows?
1: Who knows? Who knows? I mean, yes. I think it's just, I mean, visually... Again, it's just a trailer and I'm sure they're going to tweak it some more and we'll get it on TV and it'll look better. It's usually the case. Usually the case. Yeah, but I'm just unsure. I mean, we do get a supervillain in this. Um, I think it's Titana. Like She's in there blinking, your misser. miss her. I saw a screenshot somebody put online of Frogman, which is a supervillain that wears a frog outfit. We know that Benedict Wong is going to be in this as Wong. He's popping up everywhere at the moment, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Always like seeing him. It looks, you're right, it looks like a comedy. Could be Ali McBeal with superpowers. I like the character mm. of She-Hulk. She's a fun character. In the comics, she gets... The same powers as her cousin from a life-saving blood transfusion so i'm not quite sure what's going to happen in the show but it looks it looks interesting and yeah it could be fun it could be a fun show
0: but, uh, there's one bit of the trend like i mean overall look my thoughts are the show looks fine and you know the the idea of potentially as being like an Ally McBeal type kind of show with superpowers i'm all for it you know i love the fact that again we always get different types of genres maybe they don't always land for me these days but i'm I'm keen and and up for it i'm looking forward to this still maybe the next trailer will sort of start to show us maybe more of the actual story or, or sort of you know like give us the reason why do we need to actually watch this what's what's different about this besides the fact i mean we already have a hulk what makes you know watching this show with this female character different and and worth watching besides the fact that it's you know marvel studios and the mcu um so i i think yeah they've got room to sort of tantalize us a, a little bit and i'm sure they i'm sure they will um the there one and i know this is this is just silly cuz it's not actually part of the show but in this marketing in terms of this trailer the the titles that show up on the screen and it's like you will like her when she's angry i'm like wh- why why <laughs> why i don't know that that, that sounds, was
1: fun though that, no, that it's a callback that way, yeah. yeah but it's a callback to the tv series isn't it don't make him angry you wouldn't like him when he's yeah, angry you would
0: like him when he's angry but i don't know I Yeah, it's it. Well, shouldn't funny. we also not like her? But I guess maybe that's the difference with this character. You know, I'm still questioning. Again, I've, I've got I've got questions. So I need some answers. Well, the big difference Is she with she Hulk, Hulk does she? Because she seems to be a, a smart. You know, when she's in Hulk form, she's she she's got control. She doesn't. That's
1: always to... been the character, right? That's always been the character. And so she even can even when she it off and on, She can she can go. Yeah, back but and forth. for the most part, in the comics, she stays as she Hulk. Right. But she's still Jennifer Walters the whole time. We've got a release date as well, yes. August seventeenth. So we don't have to wait too long, really. If you think about all the MCU shows oh, and movies got, that we're going to be getting, we've got year.
0: something every month until I think I think September and October. Or uh, I think we're missing something, but hell, they could maybe surprise us with something during then. But we've got Miss Marvel in June all love and thunder in july she-hulk in august and then i think it's black panther in um uh, november so hey there's wow there'll be there'll be something in september october surely maybe what if season two or something i don't know <laughs> they'll throw something in there for us uh anyways that's she-hulk okay yeah yeah I still don't know, but I'll, I'll wait and <laughs> find, see. A consensus, find a consensus. Um, we've got time. They've got a couple months to tie you over. All right. Movie news
1: Marvel has signed a deal with Stanley Universe to license Stanley's name and likeness for use in future films, TV, theme parks, and merchandising through digital technology, archival footage, and other forms.
0: Okay. First up, the the theme parks and the merchandising stuff. I mean, okay, that's I can understand what they can do there. But, you know, like slap his face on things. You know, as someone's going through a, on a ride. You know, like you hear Stanley's voice. You know, booming, making you feel all wonderful inside. Um, you know, bits of footage from him, from his uh, you know, from his life. Wonderful things. When it comes to the TV and film stuff, very interesting uh, topic of conversation. Could the cameos be coming back in some kind of twisted way?
1: Well, I think that (laughs) is that's the plan. That's the plan. And you know what? We've seen the cameos. We've seen Stanley in interviews, read interviews with Stanley. He lived for that stuff. He loved the cameos. He he really did. So you, you could think, well, maybe. This is what he would have wanted, but at the same time, we'll never really know.
0: Yeah. And it, it is always tricky when you come when it comes to like, okay, we're we're relying on the estate, or in this case, you know, um the, the people sort of behind Stanley Universe to make that call, to make that decision, you know, like in his in his place. Do I feel weird about it? Yeah, one percent. Um, but I mean look when it when it when it's like digital technology and things like that, that's where i'm like okay this could get messy and weird and you know i don't want to see some like augmented kind of cgi creation of of the man sort of put on screen just for us to have a you know a quick little gag or something like that it's but i think maybe like if they could integrate you know like archival footage or, or things like that or again maybe like uh, you know, snippets of of audio or something, you know, something you said over something within a film or a television show, I'm all for it. I mean, even when, when it came, you know, like after, after he passed away and it was sort of like, oh, what could they do moving forward? Sometimes in, in films or in TV shows, like when they couldn't actually get Stanley on set, you know, they. There'd be like a a painting, a mural of him, or like he'll appear on a magazine on a on a rack or something like that. You know, like somewhere in the background. I'm cool if they did things like that, but I just don't want to see some sort of weird, scary CGI kind of hologram of a of a thing. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, technology
1: has come a long way, and and it would be a cameo like all his other appearances. It wouldn't be like. Carrie Fisher as Princess
0: Slayer at the end of Rogue One. But I mean, I mean, that was still a cameo in a in a way, like it was yeah, but on I know, but it was a it was an actual
1: no 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 longer than that, and it was an actual part, like there was dialogue given, like it, it was a part of the movie, ended the film, whereas they're not gonna be or oh, I I'd, I'd think they wouldn't be using Stanley that way. But either way, it sounds like we're both of similar minds
0: to this. It's <laughs> you feel weird about not it, not quite.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, a little, a little bit. But again, like we know how much he loved to appear on film, like and to be appearing in the MCU films, and and it sounds like potentially that's gonna that's gonna continue.
0: Well, in other news. As we move into actual movies um pixar they've announced a new film um called elemental and they've revealed uh, some concept art and the basic premise so this is elemental in a city where fire water land and air residents live together two citizens find out they have a lot in common and this is expected to come uh 2023 so next year June 16th or, or thereabouts. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Could be fun. I mean, the Pixar. You know, the initial <laughs> concept is there. And yeah, he's Pixar. Could be fun. Honestly, I'm still crossing my fingers, crossing my toes. That light year is going to only be on the big screen. It's been a while since a Pixar film has made it to the big screen. And obviously, this is one that's coming next year.
0: I, I, I have, guess the point
1: yeah. I was making there is I'm just I'm just hoping that after light year, Pixar finds a home on the big screen again. But you know, Pixar, you know, we always find out a little bit of information going in, and then it ends up being this big thing. So, you know, they're not let us down yet.
0: Yeah, it 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 that thing with Pixar. I remember like you know there was this meme going around where it was like you know Toy Story. It was Pixar does toys with feelings, and then you know, bugs with feeling, fish with feelings, monsters with feelings, feelings with feelings. Obviously, referring to Inside <laughs> Out, and it's like elements with feelings. Yeah. I feel like the the biggest comparison probably will be to sort of like Inside Out. You know, like yeah, very yeah, yeah. distinct kind of characters, but I suppose I imagine there's going to be some sort of like metaphor for you know, like maybe different cultures or. Uh, other kind of defining aspects of you know human society, you know, <laughs> just to make it go real deep. You know, like can someone who's fire and someone who's water, you know, be friends or come together and you know and whatnot? I feel like that's what this movie's gonna explore. And I yeah, mean, that absolutely,
1: seems like the, it seems like like it. <laughs> it. It it does. But you know what I said before that Pixar's never let us down yet yeah cars 2 wasn't the best was it
0: (laughs) i remember i always remember (laughs) liking because i i wasn't a big fan of cars when it first came out when we when it did come time to get cars 2 i just enjoyed the espionage stuff of it so i was always a big defender of it but then re-watching them you know when uh, cars 3 came out i was like oh man cars 2 really is bad (laughs) it's really bad i mean it's fine for like, just like a, you know, running your meal sort of family animated kids comedy kind of thing. But for a Pixar film, it's just not, it's just not there. It's just not up to, yeah. But, um, you know, everything else has been, has been all right. Oh, the good dinosaur. And
1: Elemental sounds good, so.
0: It does. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a good dinosaur. Good dinosaur. Up. It does it, sound oh, good. When Disney, Pixar and dinosaurs came together and I was disappointed like, holy shit, how did you go wrong? Anyway, let's move on
1: yeah let's move on Hocus Pocus 2 gets a September 30th release date and of course that is on Disney Plus
0: I'm still so stuck because remember when Hocus Pocus 2 was being talked about so many times that like yes. like you know the the rumors were all false and we had to keep telling people like yeah I'm like, nah. I'm like no I'm like no like there is no Hocus Pocus 2 it's all Hocus Pocus all broken, but not anymore but- the it's real. But, We've so seen in my photos. head, yeah. In my head, though, I still keep thinking it's not a thing. But I remember seeing that photo. It's like, yeah, it is legit. Yeah. And I think having a date makes it legit. Um, very exciting. Very exciting. Just in time for well, an early Halloween. We'll have it. We'll oh, perfect have it isn't it? We'll have it. Yeah.
1: Perfect. End of September, ready for Halloween.
0: Yeah. All right. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is being adapted once again. This time on. Hulu, or for us, can we let's just call it Disney Plus. It's for us in Australia. It's going to be Disney Plus. Um, Written for, written by Alan Moore and illustrated by artist uh, Kevin O'Neill. The League is set in Victorian England and borrows elements of stories like Dracula, Sherlock Holmes, and Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. It follows a group of heroes including Mina Murray, Alan Quartermain. Captain Nemo, Doctor Jekyll, and the Invisible Man fighting enemies like Fu Manchu, Professor Moriarty, and aliens from H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds.
1: And we all remember the Stephen Norrington
0: movie, don't we? We've Sean Connery. That's the only thing I remember, or <laughs> that's to be fair, that's the only thing I know of uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That's,
1: I mean, me too. If I'm being honest, I know of the comics. Hmm. I've never actually read them, but I've seen that movie, and that movie famously was known for Connery punching the director.
0: It <laughs> was not really happy. wow, Wow. yeah, wow. yeah that's a
1: thing that's a thing that happened.
0: <laughs> I remember enjoying that movie, but look, i was I was in like my early teens, I think when it came out. It must have been was it like two thousand three two thousand four maybe around that, yeah, kind of it was time. a few.
1: It was a few years after Norrington had directed the first Blade film.
0: Right, okay, okay. Well, look, I remember enjoying it, but I think, you know, like it was, it's this assortment of characters, you know, you Captain Nemo, Dr. Jekyll.
1: I mean, that's the hook, isn't it? That's, yeah. But even back then, not all the effects looked that great. In particular, Mr. Hyde looked a bit off. Like he's a big Hulk of a character. But we don't have any casting yet. But, you know, I'm interested to see them tackle this um, comic again. And like you say, here in Australia, we'll get it on Disney+.
0: I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if... Again, this is coming from nowhere, but we are dealing with a lot of characters here. Um, and obviously, you know, they did do it in a film, and I'm sure it can be done. If this eventually turns into if not a, a series, but, you know, maybe like a mini-series. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised, you know, maybe like a six-hour event rather than a one-and-done sort of two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour movie. I, mean, I, I know at the moment it is a film, or it's planned to be a film, but, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Disney turned around and was like, you know what, we're going to, yeah, let's make something of this because there's a lot, there's a lot that I can get into. Yeah, and
1: there's a lot of comics. There's a lot of source material to to adapt. Christopher Walken has been cast as Emperor Shaddam IV in Dune Part Two, joining Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson, Javier Bardem, and newcomers to the film, Florence Pugh and Austin Butler.
0: First off, it's it, it's bonkers that like this part two of of Dune is is still in the like, hey, we're casting people stage. Like, this movie should be underway because <laughs> the longer they the longer it takes, it's just like more disconnection from that first half. And I just feel like that's bad news. The second point, Christopher Walken, what was the last movie he was in? Like
1: I couldn't <laughs> name something of this scale. I mean, the last thing I saw him in is in that TV show The Outlaws on Prime, written by Steven Merchant, which is a comedy drama. But something just like big, like June, yeah. What even would have been the last thing? See, if nothing else? I'm excited for seeing what he's going to do with a big film like this.
0: I'm just glad he's still acting. I mean, I didn't even know he was. Like, how old's that show that you just mentioned? Oh, well, that's brand new. Come oh, out really? year. Okay, we'll see. All right, maybe. Yeah, and it's just been picked dancer. up for.
1: It's been picked up for a second and third series. So there you go. It's a good show. It's on Prime.
0: Right, cool. But look, yeah, Christopher Walken. Why not put him in? Put him in. You know what? He needs to be. He needs to be a Marvel villain or something. (laughs) He Needs to break into that. But we'll see how he goes in Doom. Dan Stevens is set to uh, be in Godzilla versus well, the Godzilla versus Kong sequel. He's the first cast member to join.
1: a good place to start. I do like Dan Stevens. So there there we go. I've got to be honest, I like Dan Stevens more than I like these films. So we'll have to wait and see.
0: (laughs) Oh, I remember liking the films.
1: Kong Kong, Skull Island. Really good film. And it's good fun. The approach the approach that Gareth Edwards had with the first Godzilla film was interesting. Like, don't show the monster; have it be from. Oh, so the, good! That was so good. The, yeah, the you know the people's perspective, and and that that was interesting to go from that to Kong Skull Island, and then it just oh, <laughs> they've, they've not been great, have they?
0: Oh, I just remember bloody Kong zero gravity floating in like the weird dimension in the center of the Earth. Man that oh man anyway Dan Stevens great guy great guy yeah <laughs> no he's actually a fantastic actor um I mean he really he is he have looked. you
1: seen have you seen the guest no if not you need to check it out he is fantastic in that film check out the guest that's that's a good one of his
0: when you say guest i think of beauty and the beast and uh he was bait be- i don't know no, it's all good <laughs>
1: I mean, I can see the connection, but yeah, no. Something different? Different to that. (laughs) Absolutely. Alan Richardson, star of Prime Video's Reacher, has joined the cast of Fast X. And they announced it. I thought, wow, you know, they're really rounding out the cast. Okay, so they've got everybody they need. Jason Momoa, Charlize Theron is coming back. I mean, wow, what a big cast. And then they announced the fate of the Furious' Scott Eastwood is set to reprise his role as little nobody. So I think that's it now. I think with the addition of Richson and Eastwood, they have their cast.
0: I mean, remember what I said last time we'll talk about um fast text. I was just like, you know, there's been rumors that it's just like they're just getting so many people, they're throwing so much cash at these stars to to come on board. God, they better be done. They better be done because I feel like it's it's getting out of hand. This has
1: to be it. <laughs> This has to be it. I've got to be honest, though. Um, Alan Richardson in particular, really excited to see him be a part of this franchise. You know, we've seen him for years. like he was Hawk in um, Titans, one half of Hawk and Dove. And he is phenomenal in the Reacher TV series. And he's this guy that's kind of always been there and now is getting, you know, stepping more into the spotlight and he's getting more attention and i'm really happy for him and yeah it's going to be good seeing him i mean this guy is huge so they're just i mean it's like the hiring all the biggest guys in hollywood to be in these <laughs> past few furious films yeah. Wayne johnson vin diesel now we've got Richson.
0: yeah i feel like definitely like him being in reacher has just done i think has done so much. i mean no no discredit to what he did in Titans, but I think this Reacher show has just propelled him, put him on this stage that like people know of him now. But, you know, yeah,
1: definitely. I mean, that's that's who he is. He's the guy from Reacher, and yes, no, I mean, come on. When he was in Titans, for the for the most part, he was wearing a hawk superhero outfit, which is fine, and you know, it, it, they need him in that outfit for the show. But yes, Reacher is the show that really got him noticed.
0: Margot Robbie will uh, re with her bombshell director Jay Roach on an Oceans 11 prequel that is set in Europe in the 1960s. What the goddamn hell! <laughs> so, so look, they're obviously not, um, they're obviously not moving forward with Oceans uh nine and 10, I'm um, guessing. <laughs> no, so, so rather than what is this going to be, Oceans. <laughs> like she's got a baby, I mean, I like a...
1: don't even, I don't <laughs> even know I mean, this, I think it would work better if it was just its own thing They have to use Ocean's Eleven because it's got name recognition, I get it But a heist movie, 60s from the director of Austin Powers That sounds fun in itself, doesn't it? You don't need to say it's an Ocean's Eleven prequel But they are, and it is But I I remember, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I remember watching Ocean's 8 for the first time, and it's like, yeah, that was a prequel. You had Sandra Bullock. She was playing Danny Ocean's sister. And they had, who did they turn, I think, was it Matt Damon? Somebody turned up. And I've seen it twice, if I'm honest. The second time, I enjoyed it a lot more. But, yeah, that movie clearly didn't do what they set out to do. They thought they'd be clever. (laughs) and do eight nine and ten but nine and ten i just say never actually happened so this is them just starting again but margot robbie seems to be the go-to person at the moment but i read something the other day jerry Bruckheimer says that they're looking to produce a new pirates of the caribbean movie no johnny depp but they're looking at having margot robbie as the lead
0: yeah and i think what i said to that was like you know what she has this look to her that like you put her in like a uh, like a pirate get up and she's going to look the part i'm going to say the same thing here about like you put her in a 1960s sort of you know like at the height of like you know like the big pop in you know fashion and stuff yeah she could <laughs> big hair and stuff Absolutely. like that like 100 but my question is like what is she going to be is she going to be like um you know danny ocean's mom like <laughs> I, I mean yeah i mean i
1: don't know if you're joking or not but I mean, she could be. <laughs> I'm
0: <laughs> because... assuming the idea is to keep it like within the Ocean's family somehow. The... Have well, that's it.
1: It's it's the family name, isn't it? Yeah. Is she a cousin? She's like a distant relative. I mean, who knows? But you're right about Margot Robbie just having this look. Like I recently rewatched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where she was Sharon Tate. She just fits that period perfectly. So mm. She looked great in the 60s, 60s fashion. I mean, the talents there behind the camera, in front of the camera, we'll just have to
0: wait and see what this is going to be and how it fits, if it fits in with the George Clooney films. Yeah. But you made a good point when you, know, when you said, you know, like the premise already sounds interesting anyway, you know, like we're assuming it's going to be, you know, a heist film set in the 60s, Margot Robbie starring in it, this could be anything, you could put any name on it, you don't need the Ocean's IP in the title, like, this could have been something on its own thing, like, why does it need to have been connected to this, maybe we'll find out, and maybe there's a good reason for it, or maybe it could have just been, you know, its own thing, and I think it would have done well, look, I'm a sucker for heist films, as you know, so, like, I would have been into it.
1: A simple favourite sequel is in the works with Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively set to reprise their roles and Paul Feig returning to direct. I've seen this film. I like the film. Yes. I have no other opinion. (laughs) I really... (laughs) I'm planning on watching it again, to be honest. I think it's on binge, so I'm going to check it out again just on the basis of them making a sequel. But I do remember liking it, but I don't remember finishing it thinking, oh, I'd really like it if they did more.
0: I can't say I had the same thought, but like you, I remember... I've only seen it the once. I remember watching it, but I remember really liking it. But not to the point where yeah, I was like, yeah. they should do more. I just watched it and was like, damn, that was really good. Like, the both Anna Kendrick and, and Blake Lively, like the two of them doing what they're doing. Like it was tense. It was funny. It was kind of creepy as well. Like, yeah, I don't know. It really worked for me. So, hey, I'm up for another one.
1: Yeah, well, again, I'm going to go back and watch that first one, but I remember I purposely because I watched it with a wife and I didn't tell her who directed it because I knew <laughs> If she knew it was Paul Feig, she would not have given it a chance. She wouldn't have watched it. And the reason why is on Netflix, together we watched the Joel McHale show with Joel McHale, and Feig was a producer on that show, and every now and then he popped up and did a bit of a comedy bit, and she wasn't a fan of that at all. So I purposely <laughs> didn't disclose that he directed a simple favourite until we watched it, enjoyed it, well, then I
0: told her. The thing I mean, like... I could go to Paul Feig and be like, oh, man, the guy that did that Ghostbusters movie. That, oh, man. But then I could also say, hey, Paul Feig, the guy that gave us Bridesmaids. So, I mean... Freaks and geeks. Freaks and geeks. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, like, he's
1: done a lot of the great work. He yeah, has. But, again, for, it was that for. John McHale appearance. <laughs> you
0: can't. You can't. That yeah. put her off. <laughs> can't let that be yeah. a deterrent. Oh, ah, um, no. But, no, nah, look, I'm... This could be interesting. And, you know, however... I mean, Blake Lively is Blake Lively. So that's the whole thing. But you know, me and Anna Kendrick, we go way back. So I mean, like, I'm all for it. Maybe that's why I like this movie so much. The two of them. Oh my God.
1: And like from memory, it, it is a good film, but i just, it didn't stay with me though. That's why I want to go back as a,
0: a refresher. No, it, it was, it was well done. And I think, I think this was actually after Ghostbusters. I'm pretty sure, because I think I remember thinking, oh, like, really? I mean, I don't know. I think it was. Was it after 2016? It could have been. I, I just feel like I had some memories of, of thinking like, look, poor Fee can do some good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Again, you following might. that ghost 2018. Ghost yes. Yeah, Two go. years after Ghostbusters. There you go. He redeemed himself for yeah, it. He did. I, that, I remember those thoughts. Um, all right. Tyler Hecklin is set to reprise his role as Derek Hale in the Teen Wolf movie now i'm going to need some context with this story is this a movie based on like the recent teen wolf show
1: that's exactly what it is And it's going to be yep so it's a film it's like a film i guess sequel follow-up to the tv show and it is going to be a paramount plus original film
0: okay that's but I think excited. he. I think
1: everybody. Yeah, I think everybody being confirmed up until this point, and then he was the last edition, or at least the most recent edition. The show itself. I remember trying the pilot, and then you know realizing that hey, this is not my team. Wolf, <laughs> <laughs> where's the basketball? This is not. It's a very different thing. So yes, yeah, so it wasn't for me. um Obviously, Tyler hecklin is big on Superman and Lois right now. That's where I'm watching him. But yeah, he's coming back for this movie.
0: So who is this? Who is the Derek Hale character in Team Wolf? Is he is he the main? Is he? Is he no, Teen he's Wolf? not. No. he's not. Okay, no, no. I, he's not the he's not the main guy. And that is
1: pretty much the extent of my knowledge on that show. Right. I just know he's not the main guy.
0: So this could potentially be like a spin-off kind of film, maybe, or again, question marks. We don't I mean have.
1: the show ended, didn't it? And instead of instead of them coming back with another season, they're gonna do a movie. So whether there's story threads that they need to tie up, I really don't know. I just thought it was worth noting okay, that questions. he, he was coming back. <laughs> scream six, let's um let's move on. Hey scream, I know scream. <laughs> Yes, yeah. <laughs> Hayden Panettiere will reprise her Scream 4 character Kirby Reed for the next Scream instalment. And there was a bit of excitement with that last Scream movie because it was alluded to there that Kirby survived Scream 4, but anybody that watched Scream 4 was pretty confident Kirby died. <laughs> so we've got a bit of hope in Scream 5, or are we just still calling it Scream? But now in Scream 6 she's actually coming back with pretty much everybody else that survived the last Scream movie that I won't name check just in case you're listening and you've not actually watched it yet but the surviving characters from the last one are coming back along with Kirby Reed
0: you did that well you did that well I think that was a very very nice of you so yes um, returning now so that's So this, this very much will be a continuation of Scream or or Scream 5, I guess, mainly because we're dealing with direct characters from from that movie. Um, But obviously yeah, if Kirby's coming back, then obviously we're getting a little bit more of sort of that fourth one as well. Who knows, we might get some other, I'm trying to think of who survived in that fourth movie. Well, no let's idea. not spoil it. Well, I've just gone out of my way <laughs> to not
1: spoil the last one. I'm really curious what they're going to call it, because the fifth one they just call it scream they can't call scream six scream two can they
0: i would love it i I mean i would actually hate it but i feel like the damage is already done but i think i would just love it because it's now it's just like now it's all screwed if they just call the next one scream six (laughs) because (laughs) then you have yeah yeah it's just like suddenly four and then just scream and then scream six it's like okay Maybe I'm honestly I'm really I'm curious. Maybe they'll start they introducing stupid like sub uh subtitles. So it'll be like Scream oh, yeah. the Reckoning or like Scream Kirby's Revenge or something. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll just have to wait and see. But she's coming back, so I'm really excited for that.
0: All right. So that's all the uh that's all the movie news out of the way. Let's get into TV news.
1: Naomi will not see a second season at the CW. Although there are currently talks about continuing the series on streaming. Are you watching this show? I'm thinking you're not, but are you watching I, it?
0: I never actually, no, nah, I never even checked it out. <laughs>
1: oh, mate, I, I'm still working my way through it. I think there is, I think, 13 episodes altogether. I'm up to maybe episode eight. And I now know that it's not coming back, but I think I'll I'll slowly continue to work my way through it to get it done. But it's an interesting one, though, because this is on the CW. It's DC, but it's not an Arrowverse show. But they're doing this thing where she's a character with powers, like in the comics, you find out she's an alien. But in the show, the world she lives in, superman is a fictional character but somehow arrives in her hometown there's destruction he fights off a foe and then he leaves and then there's this mystery of like how are people seeing superman if he's a comic book character what i'll continue i know (laughs) because they're even saying before the the pilot aired that superman will appear but it's not Superman from Superman and Lois. It's not a version we've seen before, an actor we've seen before. And we've not actually seen any actor, to be honest. It was kind of like you'd see his arm, his cape from behind, but you'd never actually see his face. And I'm thinking they wouldn't have revealed everything by the season finale. So it's probably just going to be like a one and done, won't end up amounting to much outside of that one season it's
0: going to be 13 Not episodes real. of a waste of time that's what you're saying
1: yeah maybe so <laughs> maybe. i'll um i'll i'll finish it you know the cast the actress you know it's it's fine but mm, when it got cancelled on the back of all the other shows we talked about last time that like legends of tomorrow batwoman i wasn't too surprised mm on the CW now i mentioned last time we've got the arrowverse shows the flash superman and lois kind of and we still have stargirl which is coming back for another season but even though stargirl quickly featured in the crisis on infinite Earths crossover she's not actually arrowverse
0: i feel like um i mean obviously like there's a there's a few other like cw shows that just taken to the slaughter. Like they are they just oh, been canceled. And look, and there's another one that we're going to mention in um in just a sec once we move past all the uh all the comic book stuff. Um but I mean, like, yeah, they they're cleaning up. They are cleaning up shop. I imagine, you know, like and the, the next show we're gonna talk about, like Gotham Knights, obviously that's still kicking around. Like, I imagine, you know, if something, if they maybe just get rid of the CWA, you know, like discontinue that. That network as a thing, or maybe HBO Max will just be the place to well. um, Apparently,
1: no. Apparently, it's going to continue. And what a representative has said from the CW is that they're still planning on staying in the superhero business. I mean, the next story is going to lean into that. But so they're definitely cleaning house. You know, we mentioned last time the Wonder Twins movie that had been cancelled and we're talking about you know the warner brothers discovery merger or you know discovery buying warner brothers what i found recently is that what had been said that that was looking to cost around 75 million and that was for a tv movie it was scrapped and considered too expensive because original content for hbo max they're looking at 35 million
0: yeah, that's that's yeah, that's fair. And you can do a. I think budgets sometimes just get blown out. I mean, they can do they can do. Yeah, but, I know, I but it,
1: absolutely. But when you've got a character who turns to water, you know, it gets expensive. So oh, I can see why they. It just it wasn't said at the time when Wonder the twins was first cancelled that money was an issue. And then when they came out and said, "Hey, we're going to be paying upwards." of $35 million for TV movies. Anyway, that's probably what yeah. happened. There. I mean,
0: if if there was such a passion behind that project and, you know, it, the premise of it, the what was pitched is, wow, this could be something really amazing. I mean, they could give it a theatrical budget and put it out, make it and put it out for that purpose, you know, the, the old theatrical thing. But, of course, it's not the case, so they need to be careful with what they spend, be sensible, you know, they're not going to, get any money from what they invest in a in a product for yeah. a streaming service it's just gonna either increase subscriptions or it's not that's that's all they and do. that's it
1: yeah it's um, all about subscriptions oh, and remember like cool. Batgirl and Blue Beetle originally were going to be HBO Max original films they're both theatrical now and I'm glad that they are because, I mean, Batgirl, I think it's too far. I think they are finished, actually. they are finished shooting it anyway, and then Blue Beetle is still going to be in production. But they may have also faced the chopping block with their changing of the guard.
0: But, of course, if they're already made. <laughs> yeah, you might as well follow through. But, look, Gotham Knights um, has been picked up for series order at the CW, so it's all still going ahead. Um the series follows Bruce Wayne's adopted son, who is famed for the Batman's killing, along with the children of several iconic villains. All I've got to say here is exactly what I keep saying every time I mention this show. It's another Batman-less Batman show. It's it's Batman's kids running around doing, <laughs> doing stuff. And I'll probably watch yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, I'm sure you've seen the poster. Yeah. It's it just looks, a handful of young people stood around.
0: It looks around. like a CW cast in um, in it get up. It, it's young, beautiful. I mean, not even people in their twenties. Not even like. superhero
1: get up. It's just people dressed in civilian clothing, and you know the guy, the lead. I guess is Jason Todd, the second Robin, also known as Red Hood. I really, I don't know. I mean, at this stage, we've just got that image.
0: Uh, it, it's
1: it's just another CW it's DC yeah. show
0: because they've got it because they can't. The thing is, like, we already had a Gotham show, you know, like with like different various villains. Focus on the Gotham PD. We've had Titans, so we've already had like the young superheroes, including you know like some of these characters that are connected to Batman and all that kind of stuff. I I don't know, like it just. Seems like so much. And I know I've already said that about the show, so I'm not actually adding any new content here. But (laughs) nothing's changed. The only thing, I mean, there's there's two things. I like
1: the casting of Misha Collins as Harvey Dent. And there was a behind-the-scenes photo of somebody working on the show holding a blue cowl. And we've not seen that in live action for Batman before. And, of course, so that's going to be flashbacks or you know how is it going to show batman but that's at least interesting but i think but for the most part it's just going to be another teen yeah. c w d z
0: show no, for those reasons it's hard to get excited it's like they're the reasons that i'm like look i am going to check it out again part of the problem but i can see myself checking it out after a couple episodes if it's you know much like um What were you talking about earlier? Oh, like like Teen Wolf. Like, if it's not for me, it's not for me. That's that's it. And I'll move on very quickly.
1: (laughs) Riverdale is coming to an end in season seven.
0: I'm assuming that's the upcoming season.
1: Yep, it will be the final season. Riverdale, I did not watch past the pilot.
0: I think I gave it. Oh, this seems to be a trend for me at CW. Show. I think I gave it about three episodes. <laughs> then I was like, this isn't for me. See you later. And I'm on, I mean, I'm it's, it.
1: it's clearly got an audience and it, it's been, you know, going for a while. I think in this final season we talked about how the actress that played Sabrina in Chilling Adventures, she's going to be on the show. So that sounds interesting. I did watch a whole season of that show. So maybe I'll check out her episodes, but... Riverdale, I mean, the cast, I think it's one of these things where the cast have maybe wanted to do more, but they've got their Riverdale contracts and they've not been able to stray too far away from the season. So maybe some of them are kind of relieved that they can go on and do other things.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're like, but, they're like, oh, we're cancelled. Oh, so sad.
1: Uh, <laughs> seven seasons, that's not a bad run, is it? Pretty good,
0: pretty good. But like with any shows like, as these these cast members like stay on like they're gonna start getting more expensive regardless you know as because you know each each season like they'll get like a contract bump and and all that they might lock be locked into a certain number of seasons but their their income is um increasing so shows get expensive by the time you get to season seven again if they're they're cleaning shop there's i am not surprised this is going and look i've talked to a couple people who begrudgingly are still on board with this show they're like they're just watching it out of obligation and even they're like yeah this show is just wacky like it's just gone so off the rails over the past couple of years they're just like it's it's nuts so okay because <laughs> i think like what that first season it was like there was like a murder or something and that was the whole thing and now it's like there's just all this crazy bat shit stuff going on but yeah it, like you said there's an audience. Some of them are watching him without um, even wanting to anymore. But it's coming to an end. So, uh, uh, yes, very sad. A new Daredevil series is in development at Disney Plus. This is very interesting. I've heard potentially a continuation, but a new interpretation, possibly. Yeah, of the conflicting
1: (laughs) a. Continuing rebooted version of the, the Charlie Cox Daredevil character, I mean, which it, I'm fine with.
0: It fits in with the theories I've had of both Charlie Cox's Daredevil character, which appear... Can we can we say where he appeared? Surely we can now, right? We can now. We can. Yeah, I mean it came up. It's my No Way Home. He was in that, and and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's uh, Kingpin appearing in um, in Hawkeye. Same actors, same characters, yet. I mean, Charlie Cox, hard to tell. It was just one scene. But Vincent is the Kingpin, I, I reckon I still think very different interpretation of the character. I know you slightly disagreed. They played him with- different.
1: No, well, no, they, they do play him different. It was the actor that was saying that it's the same version of the character. Like there's a through line from Daredevil to Hawkeye. But it was a lot more comic book based in in hawkeye but with with this news like charlie cox as daredevil it was great in his own show it was good seeing him pop up in spider-man but i am leaning more towards now Like i remember when we first talked about daredevil in the mcu like for it to be a direct continuation i'm more than happy for it to be a soft continuation and they could even take this opportunity to give his suit a bit more of a redesign or an upgrade, Mm -hmm, just so it fits more within the MCU as it is now. But Daredevil, in any form, continuing with Charlie Cox on board, I'm really happy that we're getting it.
0: I'm okay. I'm okay with it. I'm not like... I think my preference is that if they are going to do it, they address it as... You know this is a new interpretation of it and there might be that way they can just pick and choose which gives them the freedom of look we we want to do our own thing with it it's the same actor and look there were some elements of uh you know the dead will show that they want to bring over you know whether it's like the 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 foggy character or or karen you know like if, if they want to bring those characters over or new versions of those characters or Or maybe they're like, you know what, we don't actually, we're gonna do a completely different, you know, like female love interest type character or um, you know, like that way they they can choose. This is the ideal way of doing it. And with all the multiverse shenanigans, they can do that without any question, because that's what you get with multiverse. There's no one. Yeah, they can do it the
1: one, but for me it comes down to the character. I've always liked Daredevil. To to get more of that and to to have him have his own show on Disney Plus, like we recently reviewed Moon Knight for sounds like comics. We're getting Miss Marvel. We talked about Shield earlier. There's ah, there's so many. It's good. It's a good time to be a Marvel fan and a Daredevil fan. Hulu and Marvel's stop motion animated Modok series is cancelled after one season. It's one of Marvel's last remaining non mcu shows and the other one they had after Modoc was hit monkey oh
0: Honestly, yeah that's a thing <laughs> when
1: when i when i read that Modoc had been cancelled i'm like ah, oh, i thought that happened already i, I had to check I the date the, on the news story i, the, I thought I,
0: I had the same thought i was like surely I'm like, oh
1: right uh, I, thought, I think it was thing. more okay. of
0: a we never got A season two greenlit or announced or confirmed and i think we just speculated that must have been what had happened
1: i mean can you remember like what i mean before modok came out there was this whole thing that was happening over at hulu where they were going to lead to lead up to their own version of the avengers and it was the offenders and it was going to be modok hit monkey Kevin Smith was working on a Howard the Duck show, and there were some other characters as well, and it was going to lead up to this big crossover that never happened. Yeah, that could have been fun.
0: That could have been fun, but like, it could have been. I was
1: interested in the Howard the Duck show, but mainly, you know, due to Kevin Smith being involved. Yeah.
0: Maybe they should just make that show then, because because that sounds exciting. He's oh, busy like, doing other stuff. Uh, this like this <laughs> Moog. I mean, how far did, did, you finish it? I gave it four episodes, I think. And then I was like, <laughs> I just don't, um, it wasn't funny.
1: <laughs> I think I did it, I did three. It's still on my list on Disney+. I think I gave it three and Hitmonkey, maybe I did four. I haven't stopped. Well, I was going to say I haven't stopped watching Hitmonkey. That is literally what I've done, but I'm planning on going back to it. <laughs> Where is Mokey?
0: I gave one I episode. Know. I gave one, and I was like, "It's fun." And I was Chase like, "Jason eh, Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. always a delight, yeah. but maybe uh, a Modok like the with the the robot chicken style of like animation, and it wasn't funny, and it was like vulgar, and I don't know. The like,
1: ads look good. Remember the ads in Iron Man was in there and, oh this looks like it could be fun i think john ham was tony Sark, or am i just making that up but there was some fun casting
0: <laughs> <laughs> i might have
1: absolutely have made that up but yeah I, as soon as i started watching modak i'm like oh yeah i don't think that's <laughs> uh, i don't think I, i'm going to keep watching that one so, yeah well look if i'm sorry i uh no i, I had to double check that yeah no john ham absolutely voice tony stark iron man in the show
0: good good there you go all right but i think um you know i think like the the main topic of conversation here not so much as modoc but you know like all of we saw marvel television pretty much meet its demise the netflix shows even like the the shows that were on ABC, you know, like Agents of Shields and anything else that sort of connected there because, you know, Marvel Studios wanted their TV connected to the the films more than it ever had before. Like actually, you know, they're in charge. Everyone's doing it. But then we still got, I think these ones were left still okay because technically they're animated. It's something a little bit different, no different to seeing like an animated Spider-Man show or, you know, they're doing a new X-Men show you know continuing that um you know the the was it the 90 what year was it 92 94 doesn't matter anyway um so i think i can get away with it i still feel like marvel want like what marvel studios want to do their thing i i I can predict hit monkey not continuing for much oh absolutely and then then i think absolutely I think that era is gone. And I think Marvel Studios... It'll be a new
1: story. Mm. Hit Monkey cancelled. And we'll be like, didn't that happen already? Oh, because I think...
0: Isn't yeah. isn't Marvel We've, Studios are doing their own animated shows now as well, aren't they? Why aren't they doing like an animation? Well, yeah, well,
1: what if and they've got Spider Man. Right. is it is it senior year or what? What is it? The um oh freshman year. Spider Man freshman year. So yeah, they're doing their own animation. Like so, I think X-Men and 92. more
0: reason to to be like, hey, look, yeah, we are doing like we. Have all of the Marvel stuff. Marvel Studios has the Marvel Monopoly. That's what they well, they don't need the distinction anymore, do they? I mean,
1: I know that we're still getting in the US Hulu content, but here in Australia, we get it on Disney Star, but it's all Disney Plus. So everything just comes to Disney Plus for us here in Australia. We don't need that Hulu distinction. But with Modoc hit monkeys animation and stop motion animation in particular with Modoc takes such a long time. Mm. So they probably decided a while ago, but you know, had to wait out the process, release them, have them sit there for a while, and then the cancellations would go out. Yeah, and then the cancellations would go out.
0: They've got to time it. They got to time it the PR anyway. Speaking of uh, Spider Man, I know that was a few sentences ago, but uh, Spider Man: No Way Home director John Watts um, is developing a new Star Wars series. Um,
1: and here it is, here it is, isn't it? Remember last time we we're talking about how he's no longer directing a Fantastic Four film. Yeah. We were wondering why that may be. Star I, Wars.
0: I think. Remember what my theory was? Uh, maybe a particular actor slash director who may or may not be in the fantastic four movie may have maybe only agreed to it if he was able to direct and then maybe you know like marvel studios had to go to john watts and say hey do us a solid step down from this project because we've got someone to fill the director's shoes um as repayment you can pick any project you want and maybe he said Give me a Star Wars TV show. You know, I'm really, I'm really digging the Mandalorian. I'm really maybe he dig Bo, uh, Boba Fett, but you know, maybe he's like Yeah, oh, I was gonna say, yeah, I'm maybe really
1: enjoyed Boba Fett.
0: <laughs> I I like the Mandalorian episodes of Boba Fett. Um, you know, so maybe John Watts was like, look, I wanna, I wanna play in that in that sand pit, you know, on Tatooine. Um, <laughs> so maybe he's like, I want to do a I want to do a Star Wars show. Look, this is what we know so far. Um, it's gonna be a galactic version of classic. Amblin coming-of-age adventure films of the '80s, which sounds fantastic. Um, It's going to be set after Return of the Jedi, Um, and he's going to be casting four kids aged eleven to twelve. So, Goonies in space.
1: (laughs) I I mean, there's your title. I mean, Uh, that
0: sounds.
1: I mean, that's actually going to be our episode title, by the way. I really (laughs) like that. (laughs) Goonies in space. Um, This sounds like a lot of fun. Like, it really does. We were saying last time when we are talking about John Watts leaving Fantastic Four, he'd done three Spider-Man films and not knowing what else he's done. I still don't know what else he's done. But I like those Spider-Man movies. And what we're knowing about this Star Wars show sounds great
0: yeah like and much like what you know i always refer to what marvel does with their properties you know like something a little bit different each time whether it's a show or a film you know like okay what haven't we got from the star wars universe in a while and and this will be post you know like obi-wan and um ahsoka and stuff like you know like you know like a a charming little kid adventure again not like not making it kitty but i guess the Amblin coming of age thing is like, yeah, we can see the point of view of kids and follow kids, but it can still be an enriching, adult friendly kind of um accessible story. So that's it. And you know what? I, I feel like that fits with the Star Wars, you know, the, how do I describe it like the Star Wars genre, the Star Wars just it really the, does. the DNA like, of Star Wars, yeah. like take the the fir- like you know, the first Star Wars film. Um it, it's just, you know, it's it's not all drama and uh, despair. It it's just a fun-filled adventure with likable characters. And yeah, this could be. It, it doesn't so. always it doesn't always have to be like an end of the world mm. threat,
1: like an end of the galaxy threat. Like it could just be something that's important to a small group of people. And having it, uh, you know, having kids as the reference, I, I think it sounds. Yeah, really good.
0: I suppose, like, the setting as well, like, this could be, you know, about, like, okay, kids sort of, you know, they only know a world after the fall of the the Empire. So, I mean, what does that world look like? I mean, the, the, the next time we sort of jumped into that world was sort of, you know, 30 years later, whereas if this is set sort of very shortly after you know, maybe ten years after the you know the fall of the empire, what does that world? What does the galaxy look like, and what what does it mean for you know people living in it? And I guess again, the point of view of kids—it's the only world they know. You know what's being rebuilt, what's uh, what's shaping up, what's how does it affect them? Who knows? This could be cool. I feel like I'm getting too into it. I'm like really excited. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm
1: very, I'm into it. Yeah, he sounds like a good show. Apple TV Plus's live-action Godzilla and the Titans MonsterVerse series has found its director in WandaVision's Matt Shackman.
0: I mean, uh, talent—that's talent. That's talent? <laughs> I mean, it, it is, but jump. this is
1: all MonsterVerse, isn't it? Know, so, so this that, uh... is going to be Godzilla on TV that is connected to Godzilla that we talked about earlier. It's yeah. all
0: under the umbrella. Of monsterverse, Dan Stevens could pop up here. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? He could pop up on this TV show. I have no idea. Um, the, yeah, cool. Again, look, Matt Shackman, One Division. There's all wonderful stuff I'm hearing there. But at the end of the day, it's it's Godzilla TV series within that um within that film world. So that's I don't know. It'll probably be fun, I'm just though. saving
1: <laughs> more Godzilla at a time where I'm struggling to get excited about Godzilla. And that's that's what but it we're is. We're gonna get it on and, and this is the big difference, isn't it? We're talking about with Marvel, like we often do, but you know how it's on the big screen, it's on the small screen, it's all connected, and when it's good, it's fun and it works. But when it's something you're not as interested in, like what they're doing with Godzilla.
0: Ah, we'll have to wait and see. I've yeah. still got Apple TV Plus for the time being. I still feel like you know I'm going to be that person that's sort of you know I'm poo pooing on like you know the the way the the direction of that film series went, but then it's like at the end of the day, hey, if they're going to hand deliver me, not hand deliver, not literally, but like they're just going to deliver me, you know, Godzilla on the small screen doing things, and if it looks, you know, effects wise, if it looks good, and we're going to see some like monster fights. You know, like, would I say no to that? I guess not. So, part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, The The Tenth Doctor and um, Donna Noble are on their way back as David Tennant and Catherine Tate are officially returning to Doctor Who in 2023 to celebrate the series' 60th anniversary so the last time we saw these two uh not me personally because i didn't but um the those who watched the show the doctor had to wipe donna's memory to save her life um he even warned her family that if she ever remembered she would surely die sounds very grim holy shit um yeah, it, it gets dark it does get dark so this must be exciting for i guess uh especially i guess the Tenant run uh, fans. Um, Yasmin Finney joins the series as a new version of Rose, whatever that means.
1: Right. So Rose Tyler was the character first portrayed by Billy Piper. So that's going oh. back to when they first brought Doctor Who back in 2005, when Christopher Eccleson was the Doctor. Right. He did one series and then series two onwards. Until Matt Smith, it was David Tennant. So there's so much happening there. But we don't know, you know, how much screen time David Tennant and Catherine Tate are actually going to get. Um, it's clearly a fun thing they're doing for the 60th anniversary. But the interesting thing there is Yasmin Finney potentially playing Rose, only different actor, but the same character. But we don't know if that also is just connected to the special they're doing or if the new Rose is going to be the new companion for the new
0: Doctor. So was Rose a character that could um, regenerate?
1: She was a human. like She was a human. I've got to be honest, I've not seen all the Tenant ones. It was Matt Smith where I was fully on board with watching the Doctor. I've seen everything from Smith's introduction onwards all the way through Joe Wittaker. so there's some gaps in my doctor who knowledge
0: okay but it's enough. fun that, <laughs> you know enough. these two
1: yeah. fan favorite characters and
0: actors are coming back do you suspect maybe this is my last question Do you suspect maybe like we could hear more people or more previous doctors coming back in a way no so i mean this is the 60th celebration 60th anniversary celebration they might go all out they might do like a crazy like power rangers no they've only done that oh they've (laughs) done they've done it yeah they've,
1: they've done it before they've had like multiple actors back playing the doctor you know we've got david tennant and matt smith on screen together both playing the doctor but from different points in time That was for a different anniversary. Where I think this, they're really leaning into the relationship, and you know, the Tenth Doctor and Donna Noble being fan favourites. I think they're leaning more so. So there's more of a point
0: to it rather than just like, hey, bring people back, see the face. Okay, good, good stuff.
1: Upload the sci-fi comedy series created by Greg Daniels has officially been renewed for a third season. I thoroughly enjoyed season one watched it with a wife we both enjoyed it together each time i suggest watching season two she's like i want to watch it, but not right now so i still haven't seen season two still haven't seen it although i really really want to but season three yay we're getting even more
0: (laughs) okay cool i can't spoil anything because i can't actually remember how season two ends oh good (laughs) (laughs) i remember it being no i literally have no audio. i can't remember oh <laughs> god well, don't say anything so i've not seen it <laughs> but look I, I watched it 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 kind of like the early middle part kind of kind of sidetracks and drags a little bit but once things start getting back into it the second half of the second season i'm like yeah cool cool we're back on like we're back on track this feels like the first season again there's there's things happening and I could say yes, comfortably say like it's it's still it's still pretty good, it's still pretty good. So yeah, I'm oh, glad that there's a season three because I don't remember it sort of finishing. <laughs> so I guess yeah, we're still open again. I can't remember the details, but all good. We are getting a season three.
1: Well, the other uh, Greg Daniels comedy that got cancelled, we talked about it recently. Space Force got cancelled after two seasons, and I said when we did the news story, I'd not finished Space Force season two yet, but I knew that it ended on a cliffhanger. But recently I caught up and I watched it. I finished season two, still liked it, but boy, yeah, cliffhanger. There's going to be no resolution.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it just stops. Aye, look, maybe one day they'll come back do a one hour special or something.
1: <laughs> or Tied maybe on. they do a crossover with Upload. Who
0: knows? Uh, okay. I mean, yeah, it'll <laughs> never happen.
1: It'll never happen. One's Netflix, one's Prime. But they're both Greg Daniels comedies. There's the connection.
0: Very cool. All right. That's it for all the the news that we've got today. Um, What recommends do we have?
1: I'm going to recommend something that I'd never seen before. I heard that it was getting a complete series release for the first time in the US. And then I stumbled across it on Binge. I'm recommending Crypto the Superdog. Of course, we're getting the Dwayne Johnson movie, Super Pets. That's coming out. Looks like it'll be a lot of fun. But this is a different thing to that. This came out, I think, early noughties. If you're unfamiliar, arriving on Earth from Krypton, Superman's puppy, crypto, is adopted by Kevin Whitney. Kevin's family thinks he's a regular dog, unaware he shares similar abilities with Superman. I'm recommending this because it is not a show that I would sit and watch by myself, but it's a show that I can sit and watch with my kids and share something Superman-related with them, because of all the Superman content, there's not too much, really. They wouldn't be interested in Superman the movie from 78. I can't exactly show my four-year-old Man of Steel, so there doesn't (laughs) seem to be a great deal of Superman content I can share with them, this is something that is very, very kid friendly. And I will be taking my kids to watch the Super Pets movie. So this is kind of getting them ready for that. And, you know, it ran for two seasons and all episodes are available on binge.
0: That's so funny because I came across this um, this on binge just a few days ago. At the moment, my kid, you know, he's at an age where it's like he hasn't really he, he's kind of aware of what he's watching, but like obviously he's not following things. But he's got like a thing with dogs and animals at the moment, so it's like if if there's a if there's animals on screen, it's like you know it gets them excited. I can't watch any more Paw Patrol at this point in time. So <laughs> yes. I came across this, and I actually thought it was a new thing, and I was like, oh, this must be like a new show, sort of ramping up. To it. Um, I date checked, it was it was two thousand five, I believe um okay so i was like yeah like an old show like and i was like wow never heard of this before but i guess you gave a bit of background there yeah so uh, i think i've watched like three or four episodes of it so far so good like (laughs) yeah i'm
1: i mean again i I put it on i was kind of pottering around and doing other things multitasking but my girls sat and watched it and you know again it's a kid friendly Superman related show that I could share with them and yeah so, so you've, you've also found it well, yeah. it was funny how in the US like so many news outlets online making a fuss about the fact that it's going to be available it's not currently available I'm like, oh we could just watch it we can stream it
0: yeah well, no, I
1: mean it's about the DVDs
0: I assume like prior to a week ago it wasn't available so it is, yeah well the point that I yeah. thought it was a new show I was like wow what is this like where did this come from
1: well, it's a weird one because they don't tend to add kid shows to the latest arrival section. So they kind of like just pop up out of nowhere. So I'm not quite sure how long it's been on there, but they've obviously yeah. looked at super pets coming out on the big screen. Let's show this
0: show. I can't remember how I came across. it. I think I was just rummaging through just like kids shows and just being like, hey, what kids shows are on here? Like, what is there that I can play that won't drive me crazy? And that was that. So that's that was good um okay so mine my recommend is a little bit different <laughs> it's not it's not a animated kids cartoon superhero dog um it's the staircase not the you you might have uh seen maybe the the net was it netflix the netflix documentary mini series. but this is the
1: ah uh, no i haven't no. no
0: but this is the dramatized um television series. so you know Scripted actors and some bloody good ones as well. We're talking, we're talking uh, Colin Firth, Tony Collette, uh, Dane DeHaan, Olivia uh, DeYoung, Patrick Schwarzenegger, Sophie Turner, um, Parker Posey. Lots of just lots of names. It's it's nuts. So this is a obviously a true crime drama thing. Um, it's created by Antonia Campbell. It's based on so the true crime docu series of the same name came out in two thousand four um so Colin Firth stars as Michael Peterson um he's a writer who's convicted of murdering his wife Kathleen Peterson who's played by Tony Collette who was found dead at the bottom of the staircase in their home so I remember watching the uh the docuseries with the wife you know she's into you know crime buff stuff um obviously very dramatic because it's sort of like well where's the evidence is there enough is he guilty you know we always like to play our own little detective games here but it's like there just actually wasn't enough evidence to um to really convict him kind of thing so it does get kind of complicated i couldn't actually remember how that ended which is good because as i'm watching this dramatized version of it uh, it's like watching it all for the for the first time. Although things are coming back as as the show is progressing, um, I do think there might be one or two episodes left. um Because at the moment it's airing on Binge, so Binge as well is also getting a bit of a shout out from us. But this show is great. Like sometimes these types of shows, like if if they're not handled right, it can get kind of messy, or if it's just poorly. Sort of portrayed it can come on it's kind of it's kind of sloppy but the acting the performances um and how this is being delivered like literally I'll get to the end of an episode and be like holy shit when's the next one gotta wait a week how stressful for me um but I'm engaged I'm into it and like I said like the cast is phenomenal yep cool I have to remember to breathe next time when I do that <laughs> but uh the staircase yeah oh. um
1: yeah no Wife and I are planning on watching this. She wants to wait until they're all out, and then we'll just binge them on binge. I guess <laughs> I was just having having a quick look in the US at HBO Max, which I'm very pleased to see that trend is continuing. That HBO Max content here in Australia, we get it all on binge.
0: Yeah, good stuff. Okay, well, there that's you it. go.
1: We've both recommended shows on binge and I'm already planning on watching your know, recommend and you're already watching my recommend. So there we go. Job so, I'm,
0: so I'm winning. I'm winning. I'm, I'm ahead of it. You're time. in the lead. Yeah. yeah. All, right. all right.
1: Well, you've actually watched more of the thing that I'm recommending. So there you go. Right.
0: <laughs> and you didn't even, you admitted to overwatching watching it properly. So, Hey, all right. Um, I was okay. multitasking. multitasking. I was watching anyway. You sound like a dad. You sound like a dad. Um, Alright, uh, we always like to finish up with a bit of trivia, and I figured, hey, look, we've got our first proper look at She-Hulk. Let's do some She-Hulk trivia here. Um, and look, and I'm assuming this will be related to the show, but hey, they might rename this, but in the comics anyway. Um, the the Marvel Universe's the fictional law firm that She-Hulk works at. is called Goodman, Lieber, Kurtzberg, and Holloway. Um, So again, I'm assuming it will be the same name, it might not be. The firm is also located in Timely Plaza, New York City, uh, which is a nod to, you know, Marvel Comics' the, the name before it was Marvel Comics, when it was Timely Comics. But the name Goodman, Lieber, Kurtzberg, and Holloway um, comes from multiple things. Martin Goodman was Marvel's first publisher. Stan Lee, whose original surname was Lieber, and Jack Kirby, who was born Jacob Kurtzberg. Um, So that's where those names come from. Bit of fun fact there. Get you excited about She-Hulk if you're not already on board.
1: I mean, I'm still undecided about that show, but nice... um nice bit of trivia yeah i always found that interesting that yes stanley lieber and when he first got published at marvel instead of being stanley stanley that's where it came from was quite interesting
0: <laughs> stuff marvel stuff um but that's it yeah that's it that's all we've got that's it for our movie show please go subscribe and download this podcast on soundcloud and apple podcasts and please leave us a review it helps listeners just like you find the podcast
1: we are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That FilmStudio Podcast.
0: And we also have our companion shows Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages.
1: If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of Chippendale Rescue Rangers and stay tuned for our upcoming review of
0: Firestarter. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from That Film Studio. See you soon.